Good morning everyone, this is Winslow coming to you from Washington DC with an episode of Lowe's Logic, the way I see the world and the way I believe it sees me. Uh, this is the first official uh, live video under that name. Uh, I've been sort of experimenting with different forms of media. But that aside, what I'd like to talk about today is a topic that I'm sort of late to the game on and that is the issue of whether black girls are seen as older and more likely to be disciplined in school and also probably treated a little more harshly in their communities and their environments and maybe even in their homes. Um, I like to give a special shout out to a local group, the Building Bridges Foundation, uh, and its work on this matter. Um, as a plug, they're uh, conducting a symposium, All Girls Matter, uh, a Saturday, July 9th, and I'll be posting how you can actually attend that event in the comment section of this live video. But moving forward, uh, in 2017, Georgetown University Center for uh, Poverty, Georgetown Law Center on Poverty and Inequality conducted a study on this topic, as well as uh, there's an author who wrote a book, a very interesting book uh, on the subject, and she coined the phrase uh, the well, the title of the book, Push Out the Criminalization of Black Girls in Schools by Monique Morris. She coined the flip phrase age compression. And simply put, folks, um, what, what we're talking about is when people see young black girls, they literally see a person who's older than they actually are. So if you're talking about a five-year-old girl who is in kindergarten and her peers may get the benefit of the doubt if they display particular behaviors whereas the study it's not me I want to be very clear and I also want to state that my views are personally on the matter that in the wake of what's going on in the nation with regard to children and that is the violence that's being uh, that children are being subjected to either actually as we see in the Texas school shootings or as a result of having to live in a world where I saw a young girl state the other day that she's always waiting for something to happen because of what's going on in our country as it relates to violence. What, what I've decided to do is to focus on that and sort of look at how we end up raising children that end up in situations um, and today I just happen to be talking about black girls I, I, I have a lot of experience with black girls I have uh, two beautiful sisters I have a few nieces I have a couple of granddaughters uh, daughters stepdaughters aunts um, and I work with a bunch of beautiful black women and I am aware of the fact that you know they seem to struggle in the world a little more uniquely than others, if you would. 
And so it just made me try to really, as a result of the recent news regarding the shooters in Buffalo and Texas, you know, my focus uh, in my personal endeavors is to try to figure out what leads people to paths of violence. And with that, let's extend it a little further. What leads people to uh, exhibit behaviors that others may find offensive, others may label as criminal, others may discipline one in a kindergarten class over the other. So it all starts with childhood, but today the focus is black girls. So having this topic sort of stimulate my curiosity, what I wanted to do is to just look at those that I know. Um, and I can honestly say with regard to this issue that some of the challenges that women that I've met in my life personally and professionally who shared with me some of their trials in life, uh, it seemed to sort of correlate to this issue. You know, if you're expected to be older than you actually are, you may have responsibilities thrust at you a little sooner. You may be expected to grow up a little quicker. When you do something, you may not get the benefit of the doubt. You know, and there's been a lot of talk um, regarding how uh, the shooter in Buffalo was handled versus how the uh, law enforcement has handled African-American males who may not have uh, sort of uh, committed crimes even remotely as severe with regard to the loss of life yet end up in certain other situations. I'm not here to talk about law enforcement. I'm not here to talk about disparities in black men. I really started this out talking about how our black girls are seen as older than they actually are. And I'd just like to know people's thoughts on it. Um, you know, you can put comments in the comments section and it'll drive me to you know, lead to learning more on this subject because it's one that interests me. Um, because everyone probably under the sound of my voice now knows an African-American woman who was once a black girl. And when we talk about, you know, black women in this culture, in this society, in this world, you know, we can't help but look at the resiliency that has been displayed as I have recently learned of all groups black women are receiving college degrees at a significantly higher rate than all other groups and uh, you know this is despite having the stereotype of being a Jezebel you know naturally hypersexual being labeled a sapphire angry and emasculating or in some cases back in the day being called a mammy you know where you were asexual nurturing and uh, uh, mother-like so it's almost like all of those stereotypes sort of box people in but what I'm learning from being a part of, of, of black girls lives in terms of raising and supporting them is I have to be careful not to let my bias be projected onto them ie what they wear how they dress how they talk how they walk they're unique um, and I have to ensure that I don't, you know, project my bias or what I would consider thoughts on clothing, uh, language, 
expressions of sexuality, uh, representations with regard to hair, tattoos, tongue rings, belly rings, earrings. These young ladies are really expressing themselves differently than what I'm accustomed to, but I am of an age group. And what I can also tell you there is, as I've learned when we were children or teenagers, the older people probably looked at us as if, you know, you guys are really nuts. You guys are, are not connected. You guys are not focused. You guys wear this. You guys listen to that. So if we really take that piece and infuse it into just about every generation, I believe when Elvis was twisting with Chubby Checker and those guys, that the older people probably thought the generation was going to hell. Well, let me just tell you, that's probably just a natural occurrence. But when we talk about African-American women, in each of those generations, from my experience, you know, I'll start with my, my mother. You know, my mother was a teen mom, and by all accounts, she probably was victim to this sort of bias where she was expected to grow up a lot sooner she probably and I don't know because we've never had the chance to talk about it because she died years ago and I never had the opportunity to say mom what was it like when you were a girl right and so I'll say I have had the opportunity to talk to my sisters and my wife on this matter and female friends on this matter and they absolutely without us broaching the question directly have given you know information that leads me to believe that they were projected as older than they actually were and likely experienced challenges that other groups of females may not have, have experienced now to be fair if we dissect people's experiences then there are probably experiences that white women have had there's probably experience that Asian women have had there's probably experience that uh, Hispanic women have had uh, Latinx I get confused on that please don't shoot me if I don't use the correct term I am learning and I will acknowledge that I am learning more and more how to embrace other people's culture but I also know that when it comes to females you know let's look around the world and this is very interesting in the fact that a female that's 14 15 years old in certain parts of the world will be someone's wife right and in our country we don't condone that sort of thing uh, and then you know we likely have experts uh, from women's groups that would probably be able to educate me on why we in this country take that approach because there's always a rationale and a reason by how uh, societies uh, lay out their cultural norms and their laws but I do find it interesting that in other cultures you know women are treated much more uh, much differently than they are here and there, there are many people around the world fighting to enhance the quality of life for women around the world and I commend those efforts um, you know, in certain parts of the world, women can't be educated. In certain parts of the world, women can't have permission to drive without their, I mean, can't drive without the permission of their husbands. You know, and then we, in this country, our, our women, you know, 
are really fighting hard for for rights and within that you know when we talk about the women's movement and we talk about the struggle for women's rights you know I also know that a, a component of that discussion is that African-American women were instrumental in the fight for women's rights early on but they sort of took a back seat to the larger effort uh, and and they also meaning African-American women today I would argue largely that are they're still in the shadows of this this movement to ensure women's rights are protected and the big one lately is abortion so you know despite being viewed as older earlier in life by many people you know we talk about discipline in schools you know the study that I referenced from the Georgetown Law Center said that African-American girls were two and a half times more likely to be disciplined for what they wore or cell phone infractions within schools and, and if you think about that two and a half times sounds a little small but that's actually 250 percent more you know and that's even more than African-American or black boys who were disciplined at one and a half times more than their counterparts um, astonishing uh, really it is it's something that I guess never having lived as a female um, I never really paid attention to this issue and as I'm growing as a, as a person as I'm evolving as a human I thought it necessary to at least give some time and attention to it from my perspective again this is my perspective my views that I'm expressing here are not the views of any group that I represent and any group that I work for any group that I'm affiliated with these are Winslow Woodland's views on this subject and um, I'm just expressing my expressing my freedom of speech here um, I'd like to know what your thoughts are um, so if you're listening to this live shoot some comments if you happen to get an opportunity to uh, listen to the podcast I'm on uh, Spotify uh, Amazon Audible uh, after a few others and you know just be interested to hear what your views are and I'll end with if we are going to improve as a society as a culture I believe we need to begin not just those uh, experts at universities and think tanks to understand this issue I believe these conversations need to be had at uh, levels that you know at in the barbershop at the kitchen table in the coffee shops you know how are our children viewed and what is it that leads us now to be in a position of raising children who will shoot up schools now I want to be very clear this is not about the shooting in Texas but it did stimulate me to start to begin to want to have conversations on how we support children in their evolution because at the as you can probably you know agree with me is that how we start out with anything any person any activity any effort any plan is usually going to have a significant impact on what the outcome 
of that effort, that product, that person, that idea. So children are our world, they're our future, they're our greatest blessing in life, and we need to begin to start supporting them. And you know, when we talk about young black women, young black girls who will grow up to be young black women, who ultimately would be the parents of young black men and women and who you know are very important to our culture and society and always have been albeit maybe not getting the credit that they deserve um, and that's my perspective and you know if you don't agree that's fine if you agree you know we can talk but if you don't agree we can also talk and I could point out to you some very significant features of the black woman as it relates to the evolution of this country so uh, that just about does it for me today folks I want to say if no one has told you I love you and I would also suggest that you keep your heart your spirit and your minds intact as this world uh, gives you its new challenges daily and until we meet again peace thank you bye